Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is be careful with written correspondence. This is definitely an important topic for those going through divorce or family law matters. Oftentimes, parties communicate in writing, and this can be through email, uh, text, through social media. And again, this is the way lots of folks communicate in the midst of a, a divorce or a child custody case or other family law matter. There's a lot of temptation for people to do this, and, and really, in a lot of cases, folks are really unable to communicate in person, unfortunately, in some cases, or by phone, and so they resort to written correspondence, and uh, again, that's the topic here today, uh, an interesting one. Coincidentally, we have a, uh, an article on Family Law Headquarters dated October 8, 2015 on this topic as well, and so as a follow-up to the episode today, you can go... Uh, over to Family Law Headquarters and check out the article dated October 8, 2015, and the title of the article is Be Careful About Written Communication. So that would definitely be a good follow-up to the episode today. But again, let's take it, take all the listeners back, get to the topic at hand, sort of break it down for folks, which is, again, this, which is people going through divorce, uh, individuals going through a family law matter. Again, they, they oftentimes want to communicate in writing, and, and again, the typical ways that folks will want to communicate will be by email and by text. Uh, and lots of folks do this versus communicating in person or on the phone because it's just hard for them to communicate. And so then people want to do this by writing. And, uh, you know, unlike the days where people would write a letter, you go to the post office and mail a letter to somebody, which gave individuals a lot of time to think about what they were saying and how they were saying it and the way a court. Uh, might view the communication, you know, this can happen in real time and it can happen instantaneously. And lots of times folks are communicating um, without having that moment to kind of pull back and reflect on what they've written to determine whether or not, at the end of the day, it's appropriate communication, that it's helpful communication, uh, that it makes the situation better versus worse. And they've got a time you know, the amount of time to really kind of calm down and reflect back and think, is this a heat of the passion type communication? Is this one I'm going to be proud of uh, later, feel good about later? Or is this one I'm going to regret uh, and might paint uh, might paint uh, myself in a bad light? And, and that is really the problem with uh, email and with text and with social media. Again, it's instantaneous. Once that send button is hit, uh, the communication's been sent, and there's really no taking it back. And uh, at that at that point, you know, the communication can oftentimes be uh, ammunition for the other party in the divorce or the family law matter. They can print that off, uh, bring it to uh, to their attorney, uh, bring it into a courtroom, maybe give it to a guardian ad litem who might be terminating child custody in a case. And then at the end of the day, that's kind of the scary thing because a court, a uh, family court judge, for example, a guardian ad litem, you know, can can view the communications, and the communication can really, um, at the end of the day, harm the impression that the court has about that individual. And so that's what's really dangerous about email uh, and text and social media communication. And, and at the end of the day, a party might uh, generally send very nice emails, polite emails, civil emails, 
uh, emails that are appropriate and that are helpful, but they might, an individual might lose their cool from time to time, and it might be relatively rare and relatively infrequent. Uh, but at the end of the day, the great danger is that uh, an attorney can take the emails that one isn't proud of, the one, the ones that were uh, sent in the in the heat of the moment, uh, the ones that uh, probably shouldn't have been sent uh, in the first place. Would have been better uh, to close up that computer, not ever send the email, hit the delete button on it before it goes out. But it becomes easy for an attorney to pair these emails up. Uh, one after the other after the other. And let's say it's just five emails that somebody sent that were inappropriate. And let's say they sent 500 that were completely appropriate. It still becomes uh, an easy task for an attorney to take those five emails uh, that are inappropriate, uh, pair them up uh, one after the other, and, and present that to a family court judge or present that to guardian ad litem. And at the end of the day, that can really poison uh, the perception of that individual. And so that's why it's really important to be careful about written communications. Uh, you know, for individuals out there who, um, you know, going through a divorce, family law matter, child custody matter, obviously if you have an attorney, you're going to want to communicate with your attorney about what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate. And obviously in a lot of cases the communication uh, is going to need to happen through the attorneys versus through the parties directly. And that's that's a good thing because obviously if somebody's going through a divorce, a family law matter, or a child custody matter, oftentimes they have a lot of motions uh, regarding the situation. Those emotions can really cloud an individual's judgment in terms of trying to determine what's a, an appropriate uh, type of communication uh, in terms of the, the verbiage used, um, you know, what's appropriate, what isn't appropriate. And, and that becomes really uh, important and critical. And so if you have an attorney, again, you want to work through your attorney. Uh, oftentimes it's better to have the attorney obviously communicate uh, whatever the particulars are versus the party because, again, those emotions are out there. But to the extent parties uh, do communicate amongst themselves, which oftentimes, you know, we talk about exchanging kids, maybe some payment of some bills. Uh, obviously a lot of the communication can take place before the divorce is even filed. Uh, or maybe before the parties have retained an attorney. Um, and, and oftentimes it can be uh, communications about maybe doctor's appointments, maybe about school, I mean, you name it. But it's just important to keep the communication civil. Uh, if an individual is upset, it's better to kill the other party with kindness uh, versus get upset and angry and, and send an email that maybe they later regret. Uh, and so it's just really, really important to the listeners out there. Be careful about written communications. Be careful about what you put in writing, you know, one or two or three or four or five emails. So maybe, uh, uh, you know, a few emails in the scheme of things can really cloud the court's perception of somebody, can really cloud a guardian ad litem's perception of somebody. So it's really, really important uh, to communicate in an appropriate way, um, to not communicate impulsively, to not lash out, uh, and again, for folks out there that have doubts about that, you know, it's oftentimes wise if you're going to draft an email or draft something versus sending it instantaneously, sit on it for a while. Maybe sit on it overnight, communicate with your attorney, uh, make sure that the communication is appropriate. Oftentimes, lots of folks, you know, the next day can can look back at that email that they drafted the day before and really realize, you know, I drafted that in the heat of the heat of the moment when I was upset, when I was angry, and it wasn't particularly a good idea, uh, and then decide not to send it. What's what's hard again is when folks, folks do it impulsively. Uh, they don't take a whole lot of time to think about it. They do it in anger. Uh, 
uh, and maybe somebody says something they don't really mean. Maybe somebody puts something in a way that they didn't really intend to put it, and it, then it, it really doesn't become a true reflection of the character of that uh, party to the family law proceeding. It paints them in a manner uh, that isn't going to be helpful overall the case, helpful overall their cause. So again, folks, be careful about written communications. You know, what's put in writing by text, by email, by social media, it's easy for somebody to print that off, uh, give it to their attorney, uh, present it in court, and ultimately that can have a big impact on on a case. And so, you know, all this uh, communication electronically, nice in a lot of ways that it's instantaneous. Uh, you know, folks uh, in this day and age, it's just a normal course of what most people do. But in, in the context of litigation, uh, really, really dangerous um, and definitely something folks think long and hard about. And oftentimes, you know, communicating and writing in general, you know, it might be a situation where folks look at other avenues in terms of how they communicate. You know, there's certain software out there folks might think about as well uh, where parties going through a divorce or a custody case can utilize to help make the situation better. Uh, but again, that's the topic. Be careful about written communications or be careful with written correspondence. Definitely an interesting topic. As a follow-up to the episode today, go to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. Check out the article dated October 8, 2015, titled Be Careful About Written Communications. So that concludes our episode today. We'll see you next time on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. With Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stingy is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 1750 South Brentwood Boulevard, Suite 401, St. Louis, Missouri, 63144.